0: pride of limerick
1: the young man named sean sheehan
0: the mma media don graham mcdonald the severe mma people that are coming to the local shows way before everyone else i see them coming up and they're getting their shot and i'm proud that people are coming up with me welcome welcome everybody it's episode 175 of the severe mma podcast my name is sean sheehan and with me this week is the graham alcahy of irish mma media graham mcdonald as we break down uh, not too eventful week of MMA. We're not going to lie to you, but we have a couple of things to talk about. We've lots of questions to answer at the end. And we've uh, just a bit of chat. We're not going to be here next week. Reminder the All Ireland final is next week, so I'll be above in Dublin drinking for that. But uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash podcast. The world, world, podcast. The world Char- Definitely we'll see, see what the world champions of Ireland are. But uh, head on over to Spearman podcast uh, on Patreon. <laughs> Check out our stuff there. We'll have stuff there next week. And we'll probably put something up for free as well on our normal feed uh, just to keep you going next Sunday. But Graham how are you how are things
1: yeah good yeah it's uh as you said not really much going on in major events wise in in mma but uh since we're gonna be off next week we thought we should we shouldn't bang something out here
0: yeah indeed are you looking forward to the all Ireland horland final next week your your beloved uh dublin had a, had a great win today in the football
1: <laughs> i didn't actually know i just saw a bunch of dublin jerseys around around the place so i was like oh it must be a game on but i'm not really i haven't really paid attention to to any of the gas sports in in years mm.
0: Why not? Even the even the
1: soccer this weekend. Like usually, I'd be much more excited for a start of a Premier League season, but just not really that. I don't know. I I know once I get to the business end of stuff, where the Champions League, like and stuff, then then you get interested. But. This provincial, arc it's just a bit drawn out.
0: Yeah, I, I was the same. Soccer this year, I I don't want to get into it as much as I, I have in the past. I've just it's too time consuming. Like, I want to watch like Manchester Man fans
1: though. They don't win anything, and then they fucking no, Liverpool but... hammered them. Liverpool hammered them in a friendly, and we know all know how much friendlies mean to Jose Mourinho. Yeah, and, uh, and Manchester fans, oh, I don't even like football. No, but like people, I, people I watch watching. I watched watch the Man the United, United match. You know,
0: watch Liverpool matches. Maybe watch the big match on a Sunday. But I just can't be watching fucking Burnley versus Newcastle at three oh, o'clock. And, I have not watching that years ago. Yeah, I, oh, I, have been, <laughs> I just, I just have to stop that. But. You know, hopefully, good two good wins anyway. A good win for Man United, a good win for Liverpool this week. So we're flying, flying high at the top. Liverpool got an offside goal as well as, as you know, standard basically from what was happening last season. So
1: fair play. Yeah, to the United. game is over and the ref finally gives it a decision for the first yeah, time yeah. in like three years. You're back
0: at it again. You're back at it again. You get handed a goal. Man United
1: really got it, got the winning. Got, they only won by one goal, and the winning goal one of the goals was uh, a handball that never would have been given the other way. You you
0: only think that, you only think that. But sure, look, we better get into MMA anyway here. And I suppose the first thing we'll talk about here is James Gallagher, who has a big fight and probably the the biggest fight of his career thus thus far uh, next week as he takes on Ricky Banjahas for uh, for Bellator. And look... (laughs) If for James Gallagher, it's been a weird time for him, hasn't it? You know, he's been off for over over a year at this stage, fourteen months, I think. By the time he steps back into the cage here this weekend, um, there's talks of him getting a UFC or a, sorry a belt or a bantamweight title fight. If he wins here, his first fight down at bantamweight, so it's a big night for James, isn't it? And you know. Lot, maybe not a lot for him to prove here, but a, lot, a good night for him to come in. You know, get get back to winning ways, maybe, and get back into you know the you know the title fall that he he continually talks about.
1: Yeah, like moving to thirty five. Like when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know about this. He he has a speed advantage and uh, and uh, the kind of uh, I don't know. I look at that division and I look at people like AJ McKee and I think James beats him handy. But then you look at you look at the champion at 135 and Caldwell, and I think that's a really difficult matchup for James. Mm. Uh, he's a really good wrestler; he plays safe. I know he's been. I think he got choked by somebody recently, Caldwell. But he's he's a very good wrestler. And he's hard to he's hard to choke. So I think it's a it's a more difficult style matchup than maybe the top of the division above. But having seen James up in the gym in SVG, and he looks in really good nick, and it doesn't look like he's going to have to kill himself to to get down the weight. But we'll we'll soon see, and it might take. Sometimes it takes a fight or two. When you when you move in a weight class to kind of get used to it and to kind of look look how you looked at the the weight class you were at previously, so uh, it's it's hard to know how this was, this fight's going to look because I don't know much about his opponent, but mm-hmm. um, I, I hope James doesn't lose that speed advantage that he, he used so well in his last two or three fights at at, uh, at featherweight. Yeah. when
0: he when he fights when he fights about right now yeah I, I i was kind of maybe the opposite to you watching James gallery you know watching him since you know since he was fighting as um you know as a young lad fighting in the amateurs in in the cage warriors undercards and stuff like he's i think he's grown a, a, a bit since then but i don't think he's the biggest guy in the world like I always thought he was maybe a little bit oversized for for 145 and you know, maybe undersized. no or undersized yeah sorry no undersized for 1 yeah undersized for 145 yeah and that he he'd eventually He'd eventually go down, and look here we are. But maybe, you know, it's it's a difficult one because he's still young. What is he? James only tw- 21, 22, something like that. It could be yeah, a sharp, you know, it could be a short term thing as well, where he goes back up to one forty five. But for the time being, I think, you know, I think there's no harm, even you know, if he gets into that that title picture pretty soon. He's seven and zero at this stage now, so you know, he, he he's not too far away from it if he keeps, you know, if he goes on and maybe wins eight, nine, ten fights in in a row, he can't be too far away from it. But I I suppose we'll get more into James in a second but what what you like there seems to be an awful lot of talk about him getting title shots and, and different things like have bellator taken a, a total 360 on this and are they actually going to do it or is it all just kind of talk it like it seems like it's not just all talk at the minute what do you think
1: hmm. maybe there's something where his i don't know how many fights he has left from his contract maybe they want to get him into a title fight before that maybe there's some kind of clause that if he if he wins if he is champion he can't leave or i don't know there, there could be something like that it could be a different motivation maybe the motivations have changed due to something to do with the contract. I I have no inside information whatsoever about that, so that's just complete speculation, but mm-hmm. sometimes li- little things like that might change the trajectory, trajectory of, a, of a fighter in um, in Coker and the matchmaker's minds.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. I think, and look for James himself anyway, you know, there's always going to be you know the talk and the promotion and all that I want to be a champion. I'm sure he does want to be a champion and that I'm ready to fight for champion stuff, but I think not just the experience-wise, you know, seven fights in at the moment, but also as I mentioned, the 14 months out of the cage. And he's had, you know, he's had a lot of, of problems, um, with injuries throughout his career. And I suppose that comes with the territory of being a young guy fighting in, and, and training in such growing a, growing while yeah, you training yeah. in such a, in such a tough sport. Like, and I was kind of always going to be, uh, going to be the case coming up, but like, <sighs> Well, what are they to do with him? I suppose if you know if he keeps talking, if he keeps winning, if he keeps you know being this braggadocious guy that he has you know he has set himself out to be for for years and years and years. There's you know people have compared him with Conor McGregor, it you know like that, and he loves those comparisons. You know he always people always ask him that question. He always says you know who better to be you know compared to one of the greatest fighters of all time. You know one of the the highest drawing fighters of all time. So he's he's happy with that, and I think you know he's following that lead and and trying to trying to come in and fight that way as well but you know I I think we got a question uh, from from one of the guys which we might answer later on but let's touch on here you know talking about and we'll get into Irish MMA and stuff in, in a bit but you know people talking about is there you know is there an Irish MMA guy coming through who can be the next UFC champion who can be the next you know top guy and I suppose when we're talking about them we usually look at the guys who are in maybe Bama or Cage Warriors are coming up you know on the local scene and we kind of forget sometimes about James Galler and that's because he's been out and because he's kind of in Bellator and they're bringing him up the way they're bringing him but James Galler is the you know he is the shining light of prospects coming up in Ireland right now isn't he and he is the one you know we'd be looking at over the next couple of years to maybe take that next step into becoming one of the one of the top Fighters in the world.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think um I think maybe even myself and yourself and everybody involved maybe thought that James was, was moving too quickly yeah. into into, but he's proven himself time and time again. Maybe the Mike Cutting fight when he first made his belt or debut, you could see how much pressure James had kind of put on himself by his reaction after he got after he won that he he was very emotional. It seemed like a relief more than more than a celebration. It seemed more of a oh thank thank fuck that I didn't fucking go in there and lose like alright. Or I didn't like the moment. Didn't get the best of me and things like that. So, I think bar that original first fight where he looked like maybe, oh, maybe this is too quick. Since then, the confidence he got from that fight and just the, the growth as as a martial artist. Like you know, he's he's been what around S B G, around the gym, around Connor and John, living with John, watching Connor, watching all these guys since he was what 12, 13 mm-hmm. So when people say, oh, he's copying Connor, well, like you know, if he's grown up looking at this guy and it Kind of makes sense to like it makes much more sense for James to have similar take some stuff from Connor than it does for a lot of other fighters who have nothing to do with Connor taking things from him. so yeah. I think the criticism is a bit strong there and I think I think some of it is James's fault like he said some some stuff in the past that like you know it sounds exactly like a line Connor would say
0: mm-hmm.
1: but, but like I don't know I think people are uh, over the top a bit yeah on, I- on, on their I, the I think James and things.
0: Yeah, I think the the ba- best quality, and if you know, if you're looking for something positive to say about James Gallagher, is okay. You can you know you can say outside of the cage or whatever he's copying Conor McGregor, but inside of the cage he, he looks like a fellow who's more copying copying Gunnar Nelson. You know he doesn't go in there and try to fight like Conor McGregor, and he ne- you know he has never done that, which is something that you could easily get drawn into. And you know I remember talking to maybe you and other guys and maybe people even at events and saying you know everyone in Irish MMA is fighting out of a karate's hands now trying to fight like McGregor, maybe that worn off a little bit but uh, you know James does fight that way a little bit on the feet but he does you know he's all about getting the takedown getting the the fight to the ground and trying to choke a guy out which is you know you know people talk about him being a young guy and everything but I think that's you know that's a pretty a pretty wise thing to do when you know play to your strengths don't be trying to go out there and fucking you know proof it was the biggest dick you, you know did go go out there and do what you know will make you you know the best fighter will get you to you know to the lengths where you want to get to and I suppose he'll be looking to do the same this weekend you know talking about his opponent Ricky has I-, I looked him up I tried to find fights of him but they don't really exist th- I can't find them anywhere I found a couple of highlights and one from, <laughs> one from his own uh, YouTube page which you know he looks like you know a wild fighter he he beat a couple of good guys he has a good record so uh, a few people were saying that this is going to be the biggest t- test of James's career and you know by looking at his record only I have seen not having seen him fight you know maybe it and coming back at 14 months out as well you know this is going to be a, a big test for him you know based on that loan and based on the, the yeah. strength of your man's record
1: the weight cut as well like just yeah. just having to do it, that extra bit that you're not used to it's just breaks your routine that you're used to a bit i think as well which is sometimes can affect people we'll see soon if it does but i, I think i think looking at james and I, I don't know what weight he is but he looked he looked trim and i think that's it's good that he's not going to be kind of like the same body just cutting an extra 10 pounds so I think he's, he's doing it right by the looks of things
0: mm-hmm. and on that card as well Darian Caldwell is fighting in the main event against Nord Lihat in at 145 so I, I, I presume he'll go down and defend his 135 pound belt again afterwards so you know it seems perfect place for James Gallagher if he does win and if he does want to fight for a title shot as he, as he said perfect place You know, to call him out win, I, Darian Caldwell win or lose tonight I want you next you know something like that could happen so yeah it's a big night for, for James Gallagher uh, this weekend before we we move on to other things and while we're talking about irish mma you obviously you, you were back last week but a couple of weeks before that we didn't get a chance to really talk about it much but bellator signing up all these irish guys yeah a lot of the old you know bama guys what, what what's your take on that would you think it's good for irish mma bad for irish mma what do you think bama are at or Be- bellator even are at um
1: it's good for irish mma uh, it depends on what they do with the guys. Like, are they just signing them because they hope McGregor turns up at the shows, or are they signing them because they want to build them and put effort into them? Like, it's hard to know what what the motivation is.
0: Mm-hmm. If like they they said they're doing this six uh, fight series in the UK and Ireland, and that they're they're going to be televised locally, you know. I'm, I don't know, I don't actually know what they're going to actually do. Where are they going to be televised like? Are they actually going to be televised? You know, we promised Mm. television before. Does Does it even matter if they're televised because we can't see any of the other fights? It's basically just like watching Bama fights again. Like, what's the point of having James Gallagher fight on a big televised fight here and he calls out Darian Caldwell and nobody watching knows who Darian Caldwell is has never even seen him fight? Like that's yeah. that's my kind of problem with it, but but for the fighters in general, you know, I think it's it's a pretty stable place uh, for them to be fighting right now. Bellator, are, you know, have a, have a big TV deal, have a big design deal which they have just signed, so they have plenty of money at the moment. You know, a lot of people places around don't have plenty of money and are maybe going from event to event and you know with, with the loss of all these irish guys now who are you know the lifeblood of a lot of promotions it's going to be tough especially for bama isn't it you know bama have, have three shows or four shows i believe booked in ireland over the next six months or a year or so who's going to be on those shows like you know all of their yeah. guys seem to have been signed but what do you think is do you think those
1: shows will actually go ahead uh well i was very surprised to hear them on them shows with rumors of of the main backer Bama pulling out and the, the the main man there Jude Samuel the matchmaker the guy that everybody respected from coaches to to fighters to all that the guy you could trust mm-hmm. Don he's got the Bellator I actually not a hundred percent he's got the Bellator I, I heard rumors I didn't actually hundred percent confirm that but I'm pretty sure he's with Bellator now so if he's with Bellator with these Irish guys and these English guys or these UK guys I see him doing doing right by them and not just throwing them throwing them to the wolves but maybe in Bellator he won't have as much. Say over which matches get made at the for the Irish guys. Was, who knows what is what his exact role will be and all that stuff. But I I think uh, he's going to be a huge loss to Bama, a huge loss to Bama.
0: Yeah, and a huge gain for Bellator as well. As you know, we've talked about Joe before. He's been on the podcast, but Andrew here about probably about two years ago now at this stage. But yeah, he's a he's a really good guy. But I, I think it's big as well for guys like you know Richard Kiley, Norman Park, uh, Paul Redmond, especially. I think he he deserved another shot at at a, at a bigger show. Uh, you know, you wouldn't. I saw a few people talking about you wouldn't be too worried about those guys. What's happening? What's happening with him? You know, Norman Park especially. I think he's a guy you could throw in there, right up to the, towards the top of the belt yeah. or lightweight like division, and he'd have no no problem. You know, mixing it with those guys, and same with Paul Redman, maybe. But the, the other guys, you know, Richard Kiley He talks a lot about wanting to fight Paul Daly and MVP and all. But I think you know, give him give him a little bit more easy matchmaking
1: than that, yeah, maybe, and yeah, a couple of other yeah. guys. But you know,
0: well, it's, what, it's good.
1: To, it's yeah. good to put your name in in the in headlines is, with them yeah. guys like Kylie like he we talked to him on a podcast like we retirement thing we just kind of slagged him that it wasn't a retirement mm-hmm. and he kind of like he kind of said ah yeah it's not really like he says I'll come back for the right fights mm-hmm. you know that's not a retirement he knows what he's doing like he knows he'll make headlines with retiring he knows he'll make headlines when he comes back from retirement he knows how the game works like he's not he's not stupid like
0: yeah,
1: he's he, he, he's, he's playing the game like and and you got to play the game, like, you know, people go, oh, he's 2-0, and he's in a title fight. It's like, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, well who else is going to fight him? Like, who else made themselves, put themselves in the, in the running for it? Nobody put themselves in the running for it. So that's why you got to put yourself out there. Okay, it might go wrong. You might look like a fool. Mm-hmm. It, but, but, like, at least you try. Like, better to, to try and fail than never try at all, you know? Yeah. And he's he's not young guy, so he's, he's not, like... It's not a situation where we're always saying, oh, Reese McKee or these guys, but even after Reese McKee put on, you called it the best performance of an Irish guy since McGregor. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, it's still too soon. People are like, you see, it's too soon. It, mm-hmm. it's, why rush? Why rush? There's no need.
0: Yeah. they even rushed him into that Terrier Brazier fight. Probably looking back, you know, and and not yeah. just rushed into a champion versus champion match, but you know, it was like what, four or five weeks' notice because of the World Cup and stuff. And you know, the, yeah. the choices these guys make. Okay, Reese McKee will come back and he'll do Grand from, and you know, it'll probably benefit him in the end. But you know, I think people need to be kind of careful with what they're doing as well and stuff like that. And you know, it's it, you know, it's a difficult road these guys are plowing now because it's very different. You know, you can I've said it a lot of times. People should look at McGregor and see what he did. You know, getting 14, 15, Fights before going to the big show, but these days you can't get those fights because there's no there's nowhere but non shows really. Where are you going to go to get those fights? Maybe you're better off going to Bellator and doing like you know James Galleries. If you're a young fighter, maybe the Bellator will give you ten, you know. Relatively easy fights before moving you on to, to, you know, into the title contention if you are that blue chip prospect. Like, I think Richard Kiley Kiley, really, really, you know, he is a little bit different, as he said himself, you know, it's not me saying he's, you know, he's an older guy. He wants to get into those big fights. He wants to make the money and kind of get out of it. But if you're a young guy, you know, like a Reese McGee or like a James Galler or whatever, and you need, you know, to build yourself up to be one of the best fighters in the world, if that's what your aim is, or Paul Hughes or someone like that, I think you need to get a lot of fights before you're, you know, you're ready to, to go in there against against the best in the world and that's not saying anything against anyone John, you know it's the same for anyone but apart from maybe John Jones you know McGregor did it you know Demetrius Johnson did it they all, all of them did it apart from John Jones so I think it's you know I think that is the, the best way to go at it, but I suppose that's the thing we'll we'll talk about many times over the next uh, couple of months, and and those cards should be should be announced pretty soon. I'd say you know Norman Park was kind of hinting there. I saw him on on Instagram at a fight being announced pretty soon. So Sami the date or
1: something, or yeah. was it Sammy the venue or something? something, something like that. that.
0: yeah, so. Uh, while we're on Bellator, I suppose, it, we can have a little bit of a discussion here about the Bellator Welterweight tournament, which the mm. the bracket was announced this week. And I, I'll just read out who we have. So, in the left-hand side of the bracket, we have Douglas Lima versus André Korishkov in a great fight there. Paul Daly against MVP. Uh, then, yeah. on the other side of the bracket, we have Nyman Gracie against Ed Root. Rory McDonald against John Fitch. And the alternative matchup then is Lorenz Larkin versus Yaroslav Amosov. So... Some pretty good
1: fights there, isn't there? Yeah. In fairness, like it looks pretty good on paper, but these tournaments, like I'm always wary. Like historically, they fall apart, and I can see like Lorenz Garkin or one of the, the I think Daniel Cormier was the alternate when he won the heavyweight championship. Yeah. And just historically in MMA, these tournaments just don't work. Yeah,
0: they don't. But in fairness, I think even you know looking at that heavyweight tournament, there, there was some very good guys in it. But I think this is. You know, even even better, like Lima, Koreshkoff, Daly, MVP, yeah. Rory, Ed Root is a good um, a good uh, prospect coming up through there. And John Fitch. I, yeah, I, very good. Yeah, I, I think they've given, uh, <laughs> I think they maybe have given Rory McDonald a little bit of an easier route. He's fighting uh, John Fitch and then he'll fight the winner of Ed Root versus Neiman Gracie. You now, I think Ed Root, as I mentioned, is a, is a very good prospect. I think he beats Neiman Gracie pretty handily. And then, you know, it's probably Rory McDonald versus Ed Root in the mm-hmm. semi-final. Yeah. Um, which is, I think, is fair enough. You know, Ronnie McDaniel is fighting Gegard Mousasi as well here coming up. Before that even happens, mm. so
1: and his belt, it is his belt that is on, he's put on the line in this tournament as mm. well. So
0: yeah, so like Ed Root, all he has to do is beat Neiman Gracie, and he has a, a belt or welterweight title shot <laughs> straight away. You know, John Fitch is a belt or welterweight title shot here as well, which is kind of a thing that maybe well, people. are I don't, are know, out I don't on. know
1: if it is. I don't know if his belt is on the line it for is. the winner of the whole tournament or each it, fight. Is it? Yeah, it's
0: on each fight. Yeah, he's so he'll defend oh, his great. belt three times in this tournament if he wins his first two. So so yeah, it's, it's, fair play, yeah, I like that. It's pretty cool. Rory McDonald has always said he would do something like this. You know, Rory McDonald is an insane bastard and, yeah. you know, fair, fair play to him. For, it's for creepy. A like
1: some of them interviews you've done, especially, well, like, memorable one with Ariel, where he just is very, very strange guy, but mm-hmm. endearing in a, in a weird way just yeah. because he's so honest.
0: Yeah, he follows me on Twitter as well, so he has to be a nice guy, you know, so fair play to him. Um, What about MVP, though? You know, MVP against Paul Daly. Finally, MVP is fighting someone that we know and that we've heard of, and that should be a legitimate test for him.
1: And and, and it's a really nice matchup for him as well, and he should have taken a fight like this two, three, four years ago, but at least finally we're here now. What is he, 31? Mm -hmm. It's not too late. It's just about, just about, okay, uh, just about okay for him to start fucking like you don't want you don't want to go you relies on on speed like that to to only step up when he's 35 36 mm-hmm. and then you're like oh did, did he have the speed before or did he lose because he wasn't good you know what you want the questions answered while he's in his prime and i think he's still in his prime so it's it's finally happening and i'm excited about it but i think i think this paul daly matchup is an easy one but once he gets through that then i'm very interested to see how he does in the rest of the tournament
0: do you think why do you think it's an easy matchup?
1: Because I think. Um, Paul Daly's one-dimensional on the feet, and he's one-dimensional in MMA in that he can only fight on the feet uh, successfully.
0: Yeah, and he's just
1: he's just swinging the big left hand too much. And, and I think MVP is just too high-level a striker to for that to trouble him.
0: But do you think, um, like, MVP, I think I think
1: yeah, yeah, MVP like he wants people to come towards him. I think Daly will do that. Mm-hmm. But and I think I think that's not bad news.
0: Other times, MVP though, he yeah, he wants people to come come toward him so he can. You know, he can engage, but nobody has been, had the skill set or the, you know, the the CV of Paul Daly who can throw, you know, if he lands that one left hook, MVP is Gonzo, like, you know, and I, I don't think he's had, he's ever, he definitely hasn't faced anyone ever as skilled as Paul Daly. Now, I think he'd be Paul Daly as well. But he but... has,
1: he has, he has outside of MMA in like, in striking matches. I don't know who these guys are, but I'm sure if he's getting to that high level in, in, in striking that. It's different though. It's I know, but Paul Teddy's not going to be looking for any takedowns. If he does, MV, like, MVP is known as a striking guy, but when it, he has hit submissions, he's hit a leg lock or a heel hook, I believe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's he, I, Even back in the day when John Hathaway was, was in the UFC, people were talking about, oh, this John Hathaway is really good, but this guy, MVP, is fucking him up in training. Like, he's fucking everybody up and training, like, all, on the ground, on the on the feet. Like, this is years ago now. like. Mm-hmm. So I think people, because MVP striking is so good, people assume he's crap on the ground, but I don't think he is. I think he's good on the ground.
0: Yeah, so it's in, it's interesting to see and you know, especially if he wins that daily fight he's gone in then to fa- to face either Korishkov or Lima, who, you know, two guys who are well able to to take him down, especially, you know, Korishkov and Korishkov is one of the best technical strikers in the world as well if he was to win that fight and you know that's that's going to be a good fight itself so you know part of me you know i'm not sure he's going to win that fight but part of me kind of hopes mvp is so we'll see two tests of him you know and especially if he wins the first one because if he wins that first one people will be saying you know this could be one of the best welterweights in the world you know this guy is is oh fuck i'm after smashing my biro uh (laughs) this guy could be uh this guy could be a, a you know a real life Top drawer fighter, you know, and one we haven't seen against UFC guys, and haven't seen beaten, you know, by UFC guys, and you know, if he goes in there and wins that that daily match, I think the the fight against Lima or Karishkov would be huge, and then if he beats one of them, Rory McDonnell versus MVP could be a mega mega fight uh, altogether in to this tournament, and you know, that's I suppose that's best uh, case scenario for uh, for Bellator
1: yeah mvp is an, is an on team ground, but if if you if you earlier if he was fighting these these kind of guys i'd be very excited i'm very excited about this tournament and as you said i hope he nothing against paul daly in any way like but i just want to see how mvp looks against the rest of the guys in this tournament uh, really badly would be waiting so long and I, I i get excited about his fights i always talk about how a lot of fights are very very similar but he he brings something different and uh i always like to see that and i think I think this could be a real a real moment where people people kind of were really high on mvp when he was in like super fight league and fighting mm-hmm. all these all these guys at the very start and then people just got bored with the the can crushing thing and just kind of went nobody really gets excited that, that much anymore about mvp yeah but i think if he goes out there and does what i think he'll do the paul daly and puts him away then I think people will be very excited about him. And I think rightly so as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I suppose on the team of uh, Bellator welterweight champions, let's talk a little bit about Ben Askren, who this week has kind of been in the news. And I think this... You know, we've talked about Ben Askren loads of times before and there has been connections to the UFC and everything like that. But I think this week was the most telling one because you know there's been a lot of talk about Ben Askren maybe getting to the UFC Dana White was asked about it and he said you know he's spoken a little bit to about Ben Askren and that he still is in contract with one FC and you know if he was out of contract 100% I talked to Ben Askren about coming over which I think is a good sign but also I think the best sign of all is Ben Askren has stayed stum on this he's said nothing you know usually Ben Askren if this was to happen he'd come out and say you know that bald bozo, then why? You know,
1: yeah, you don't believe the lies. Exactly,
0: you know. but I went especially and looked, and he has said absolutely nothing at this stage. Which I think might, you know, might be a good sign. You know, front row Brian is a good friends with with Ben Askren and knows a lot about ONE FC and stuff like that. He was saying that ONE FC guys, you know, if the UFC wanted him, they they wouldn't stay in his way. Which I, you know, I tend to believe, and and I think Ben Askren, you know, would tend to believe that as well. I think he's been very good to those ONE FC guys, and if he wanted out of that contract to go to the UFC, I think they'd probably, you know, they probably let him. But you know, do you do you think it's going to actually happen this time? Do, do, do you fancy Ben Askren to fight in the UFC this year or maybe the early next year?
1: um it looks like it but i think he's a like if 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 it drags on the ufc uh, like the ufc aren't desperate to get him in there so mm-hmm. if it's if it's if when i see start making it difficult and asking starts making it difficult i can see then white being like you know what forget it yeah
0: yeah i think that is the case but it seems you know that's why i kind of mentioned that it seems like they're not making it that difficult you know i think i think this deal will be done i think it's just a uh, you know Dana White doesn't stay, say stuff like that either. If there isn't a possibility of it, there. You know, it's like like Vince McMahon uh, was always giving out about um, Kurt Angle or Bro- Who was it? Bro- oh, no, Brock Lesnar went on. Um Went on Stone Cold Steve Austin's uh, podcast and they're like cut an angle about it, uh, you know, th- as if they were gonna fight, but Stone Cold had no intention of ever come back. And Vince McMahon went mad over it, cause like, why you're you're you know you're selling people on a fight here and this fight's never gonna happen. And you know, this, I think Dana White is a similar sort of thing. You know, why would he be selling people and been asking a little bit if the Ben been asking thing was was never gonna happen? You know, he was basically saying, you know, get out of your contract and I'll sign you. Sort of a sort of a thing. So which I think is a good sign. Usually it's you know the the whole Go to the world series of fighting and get a couple of fights to prove your you. UFC ready before it was just basically burying Ben Askren so you know I think at this stage it looks better but what, what about it? But, you know Ben Askren in the UFC I, I said it and I think a lot of people agree with me and some didn't Ben Askren versus um, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson I think that's the, the fight to make if he was to come over put him right in there you know Wonderboy has, has nothing yeah, going on at the moment
1: annihilated.
0: I know but I, I agree with that. You you you'd say the same thing. I, I think people don't understand that. You know, put him in there. Maybe he won't. You know, maybe even asking is this uh, great well, welterweight.
1: You can build him up, though, Like most UFC fans are not going to know who the hell he is. Who would you give him? So song? you just put him straight in there against Wonderboy Boy. People are like, oh, who is this guy against Wonderboy And then it does nothing for Wonder Boy if he goes out there and it looks like it should look. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's some matchups like you can give Ben Askren that he can win handily. Like if he if he if he can get the takedown, he's he's gonna win. I think. Yeah, give him
0: Cerrone or
1: Masvidal or someone yeah, like that. Cerrone is like decent on the ground, like uh, compared to how he used to be in WEC. But mm-hmm. Ben Askren, would, I think, would just smother him. Yeah. Um. But Ben Askren, like, it's hard to know if he's progressed. Like he's had no real competition. A little bit of competition he did have, he, he was struggling badly, and then I think he did. Was there did he get illegally hit on the ground, or did he illegally hit on the ground? And uh, I think
0: no he contest? wasn't he? eye poked the dude or something, but what didn't look that bad, or he kicked him in the dick or something yeah. like that. And and it, you know, Some called to, it not on that, but it didn't look
1: too bad, or yeah, he couldn't get to take down that. And when he couldn't get the t- take down, he looked horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I, I think putting him in there against the best welterweight in the division, or one of the top three is. Is just throwing them to the wolves. And maybe Dana will do that. Maybe mm-hmm. Ben Askren wants that. He thinks he can beat them. He probably does think he, he can beat all, all the guys. And I think this self-belief is, is huge, especially when you're, you're somebody like Ben Askren, who's undefeated still, even if you haven't been fighting anybody of, of uh, name value for, for since Bellator. And even when you, in Bellator, some of the names on your record, like Koreshkov, they're a lot better now than they were when he beat them.
0: Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I but don't I don't know
1: if Ben Askren's a lot better than he was when he beat them. Nah, it's it's yeah. very hard to know because because he's been off in one FC barely fighting and when he has been fighting he's been fighting guys who are are useless
0: yeah that is true yeah so you know it's a difficult one you know kind of is the classic case of where is he at you know we see it a lot even with Belder guys you know we talked about mvp because of the the strength of opponent we actually don't know where he's at you know is he one of the best welterweights in the world you know either guy No, we don't know you know because they've they've never they've never really tested it and you know it'd be grand if they were testing it and making guys you know like demetrius johnson making good guys look bad but they're not they're just fighting bad guys (laughs) you know and yeah, the, he hasn't made any of them look good, which I suppose is a good sign. But you know, he hasn't had he hasn't had that test since since you know the couple of guys he's fought in Bellator who weren't you know not at his level at, at that stage anyway. But I, I suppose. Um I suppose moving on here to next week's card. It's two weeks away now, but we'll talk about it because we're not around next week. It's a fight night that's going down in Lincoln, Nebraska. And it's actually a pretty good card. Yeah, some of the undercard fights here: John Calderwood versus Kalina Fahia. We've Mickey Gall is returning back here. Yuri Alcantara. John Moraga is returning here. Ronnie Yaya. James Krause versus Wally Alva is a pretty good fight. We've Jake Ellenberger versus Brian Barberina. Angela Hilligan's Courtney Casey. Michael Johnson and Rafi. Fee- and in the main event is um, Justin Gaethje versus
1: James Vixal not a bad card at all is it? well that main event is absolutely brilliant but the rest of the card I wouldn't be wouldn't be too yeah, high on for a fight night card I think it's okay yeah for a fight night card, okay. like, yeah, card but like you know I wouldn't be uh, some great fights here or anything Like I wouldn't be saying to one of my casual mates oh you need to watch this card you know mm-hmm. I was t- saying you need to watch this main event yeah. but I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, like, I'd pick a different card if I was trying to get somebody into MMA
0: how do you see that man of income before we talk about a couple of the undercard people? You know, Vic is obviously the long, long guy with very good boxing, good ground game, very good submissions. You know, can counter-strike or can lead the dance where, you know, we know Justin Gaethje, he will come in, he'll attack you, he'll try to
1: hit you hard. You
0: know, is, is it going to be maybe skill versus heart in this one?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know if it'd be that simple, but I think, I think, like, <laughs> Gaethje's taking a lot of damage. yeah uh, mm-hmm. Since he's come to the UFC, it's been very exciting. But he hasn't really taken a break from the amount of damage he's been taking. And Vic hasn't really taken that much damage, and has looked has looked absolutely brilliant. And he, he's looked he's looked very he's very rangy, and he's not that he using and he's very he seems awkward to, to fight against. Even when Duffy was fighting him, he seemed just he couldn't like he he just had ways of he had awkwardnesses that seemed to seem to be hard to figure out, even for somebody who's as good on the feet as uh, Joe Duffy. Um, but Gaethje. He puts a pressure on you that a lot of guys can't stand and i really don't know how this is going to go it's really difficult like yeah like i i think i think vic is going to win but like if 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 gaethje hadn't taken that damage that he's that he's taken in the last three fights i would be picking gaethje but i just have a feeling that when he's taking this much damage and like you know as exciting as it is i I love a gaethje fight like blocking punches with your face and not taking not taking breaks it's it's not going to end well. Yeah,
0: hundred uh, percent. I suppose looking at James Vic record and you you look at guys' records to see have they ever faced someone similar to their upcoming opponent. Something like Abizu, he's fought Polo Reyes and Abel Trujillo. You know, which are okay. They're not on the level of Justin Getchu, but they are. You know, two types of guys who will go forward, bring it at you. You know, Polo Reyes is a, in a couple of the best fights we've ever seen. You know, and I suppose that fight didn't go too long. And, and you know, um. What's his name? Vic kind of you know took him apart, took him to pieces inside of inside of three minutes. But he went, you know, he went three rounds with Trujillo as well. You know, ended up uh, ended up submitting him. And I suppose you you know you look at those fights and you're coming into this fight and thinking maybe a similar thing can be done. But you you look at Justin Gaethje like, and okay, most people I think are gonna are gonna out technique Justin Gaethje. You know, if this is a, a shot for shot from the outside, Justin Gaethje is probably not gonna win all of those fights. But you know, this isn't this is MMA. You know, and this is this can turn into a visceral war at times. And if that happens with Justin Gaethje, it you know he wins most of those now. If he gets in there with guys like um, Dustin Poirier and Eddie Alvarez, who can do the exact same as him and get into those tough wars, who will, you know, balls out, non-stop fighting, and they have the skill as well, and they have big power, and they can beat him, you know, there as well, then he's going to struggle. But, you know, does James Vick have that? You know, James Vick has the, you know, he has the skill, he has the power and everything like that, but does he have that? undying heart that can go for four or five rounds or three four or five rounds with with uh, Justin Gaethje does he have that I don't know you know and we, I suppose we'll find out you know a similar thing was said about Poirier for their fight you know when you know I suppose a lot of talk McGregor had done before that he goes down an awful lot but coming up to 55 he you know he proved that he had it. he proved that he can do it and you know coming into his last fight there recently I mentioned it and I think that's an important thing but you know I think that's a big thing coming into this fight if he does have that he'll win the fight. You know, James Vick will win the fight. If he doesn't have it, Justin Gaethje will win the fight. Now it that's a difficult one and i don't think it comes down to just that but if that that comes into it i think it will if this you know plays out as a, a the way vic wants it early where he is jabbing and where justin Gaethje is coming in and he's picking him off for counters i think it'll i i think vic could dominate this fight early but we know we know we've seen we've seen Gecci, you know he can lose a round or two and then he can come back you know we saw him against it was michael johnson what we hit him hard a good few times and then he just came back and went you know balls out and, and just took him out of his game and and you know beat him down so you know justin gaethje it's likely going to be violent it's likely going to be a fun one isn't
1: it yeah exactly i can't see this being this being boring like uh, gaethje's one of the most reliable guys for a fun fight in mma mm-hmm. um <laughs> like as you say like even even if it isn't going well on the feet he'll 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 keep trying he'll keep swinging and he'll, he'll keep throwing as hard as he can even when he throws the leg kicks he throws them as hard as he can and he's he's always he's always trying to stay in your face, even when he's even when he's rocked. He's he's not trying to recover. He's trying to throw back. So it has all the. And James Vick obviously as well has is been some very exciting fights, and he's he's overcome a little bit of adversity as well. Like he hasn't had it all his own way on this, this long streak of of wins he's had. But the first round against Joe Duffy, he was getting picked apart a little bit on the feet, but he figured it out and changed up a little bit and, and got the finish himself. So he he, he he it hasn't been all smooth sailing, and he's proven that he's able to adapt and to to. to turn fights around when they haven't exactly been going his way Mm -hmm. um gaethje's proven that as well so as you mentioned with the michael johnson fight like he was he got tagged himself in that before before the pressure was just too much for for michael johnson Mm -hmm. so uh, it's really hard to pick like i can see both guys i can see methods of victory for both guys and i can see i guess i i think somebody's gonna get somebody's gonna get finished it's a five round fight so i don't think it's gonna go all five rounds i think somebody's gonna get KO'd
0: yeah, I fancy Vic here to be honest. I've I've liked him for a long time. I think he's a very talented, very good fighter. But as I said, you never, you know, you can never rule Gache out just because of you know of what he brings. And I suppose you mentioned Michael Johnson there. He's fighting here in the the co-main event against Andre Feely. And I suppose two similar enough guys, aren't they? You know, Johnson is a guy who will go out there and put it all on the line. Feely, a little bit similar. Both guys have been finished, uh, you know, a, a few times. But both guys, especially Feely, I think Feely's a guy who's improved an awful lot over the years. You know, he came in early. We thought this guy's a top prospect, and he. A, a good few setbacks and you know he seems to be coming good again again now maybe you know a year or 18 it's, it's months ago time. yeah I You think would
1: think it's, it's, it's really good sometimes you think oh he's really turned the corner here and then the next fight you're just like mm, he's kind of it's, it's not really working so maybe it's just that he was trying out a new style and it was kind of hard to get used to it and now he's obviously put a few wins together it was kind of win one lose one for a while he put a few wins together but I think I think this Muggle Johnson. I think Muggle Johnson's gonna have too much from.
0: Do you really? I think, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think he's going to use his range, uh, feely, but I think Johnson's gonna just get inside and make it difficult for him, and maybe mix mix in a couple of takedowns and probably win a decision. 30-27 probably yeah. I'd
0: say. Big fight with Michael Johnson as well I think he's lost what five of his last six six of his last seven or something like that last three in a row so you know this is a this is a big fight for Michael Johnson it's also a big fight for Philly. you know he's won he's won two in a row now beat Dennis Bermudez in his last fight so you now he's climbing the ranks as well in that featherweight division And it's, you know for guys who are getting fights like Andrew Feely is and you know kind of big name fights big position fights this is you know it's a, it's a big one for him but um, let's mention just Joanne Calderwood before we move on. This is her first fight in the UFC, I believe. Let me just look. Yeah, at one. Oh, no, he, she had one more in, at flyweight in the UFC. But she went back down to, to 115. But she's back up now again. She fought her last two. She lost to Jessica Andrade and Cynthia Calvillo, who are obviously two, you know, top top five, top ten contenders in that division. I think 125 has always been her weight. You know, she struggled to get down to 115 coming in here against Kalindra. Uh, uh, Fahia, you know, lost her two, last two fights as well, that Jessica I performance wasn't, you know, the best performance in the world, although a lot of people thought she won it, but Jessica Ai, I don't think she's, you know, she's one of the best fighters in the world or anything like that, big fight for John Calderwood, isn't it, and she really needs to show improvements On you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people fancied her to be the first £115 champion, it's kind of just been, it's been a bad road for her since then, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think she looked really good in Invicta, and she was, I think, the favorite in in the Ultimate Fighter for the, the inaugural belt, as you mentioned there. Mm-hmm. But I think I think when when it's going her way, she's really good. But I think maybe when it when it starts going against her, it, 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 she doesn't she doesn't uh, adapt and, and quick enough, and that's where it's kind of that's where she suffered her losses in, in the past, and. She's been out for a long time. I think. I think her one twenty five fight was when that division didn't even exist properly. They were just kind of. Yeah. I don't know. They just made that fight randomly, and they made a couple of fights randomly at one twenty five. But um. Yeah, the thing with Joanne Caldwell, I don't know. I don't know if it's a mental thing or if it's a. I don't know what it is, but it. She seems to have the tools MMA wise, but then it, she doesn't seem to be able to put it together regular, uh, regularly enough. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, she seems like she always seems a little bit timid as well. And I think when she was fighting in Glasgow that time, you know, she had the the whole crowd behind her and stuff. She kind of went, you know, mad at it and, and, you know, did a little bit better. And other times as well, she just seems to be fired up and she seems to do a little bit better. I think that's, you know, maybe that's just her nature and stuff like that. And, you know, people want her to fight what's natural to her, but I don't know, maybe, maybe she needs a little step, you know, going up to 125, that division is very light, you know, we talked about it before, two wins there, and you could see her getting a title shot, or anyway, it goes for anyone in that division, not just her, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, definitely a big fight for her, and I think John Naraga as well is someone we, we have to mention, or you know, one three in a row now, be it Askan Moketarian, Magomed Biblatov, and Wilson Hayes, you know, especially those last two, really, really good wins, you know, obviously he's, with um, Mighty Mouse after losing his last fight, and with uh, Henry Cejudo, the the new champion, you know, he, uh, he'll, I think he will be, you know, he will be buoyed by that. I think he is one of the the best flyweights uh, in the world, and you know, he'll, he, will he, you know, will he be around there again? You know, he's he's never fought. Um, He's never fought uh, Henry Cejudo. So, he, you know, he could be one of the guys stepping in there if Mighty Mouse is injured. If he was to put four wins in a row, I think it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be beyond the runs of possibility to see him getting in there. Now, there's other guys like, you know, Sergio Perez and other guys as well. But if he was was to win this weekend uh, and, and call him out, maybe I think it's it's something that could be possible. But it's a big one for, for John Moraga, isn't
1: it? Yeah, it is a big one for Moraga. And I think the, all of the contenders that have lost to Demetri Johnson in the past were, will, will have been spirited by the by Henry Hudo winning, and maybe oh now I I was I was beaten comprehensively by Demetri Johnson. I probably wasn't getting a title shot. To they're thinking that now they're thinking oh well look if I get an impressive win here, as you were mentioning with Moraga, I'm riding right the contention and I could be I could be getting the next title shot depending on what Demetri Johnson does next and what Souda does next. So I think um, yeah I think that that'll be an extra extra bit of inspiration for for Moraga uh, in the uh, towards the end of this camp, but for, also for all the all the up-and-coming guys, and the and the guys who have uh, already lost Demetrius Johnson in the division.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, before we get to the questions, Dave Meltzer last night on Wrestling Observer Radio reported that UFC 227, which was headlined by Cody Garbrandt versus TJ Dillashaw, and had Mighty Mouse versus Henry Cejudo, which we just mentioned in the comment S- event, did 300,000 pay-per-view buys, which I think is an absolutely phenomenal number for what you know the the sales that have been gone on recently you know I know there was two two title fights and everything like that but I was predicting you know low 100,000s and I think a lot of people were predicting maybe 200,000 and you know Dave Munster said himself he predicted 200,000 a lot of people were saying that's a bit high but for this to get 300,000 that's that's big isn't it you know people talking about Cody Garbrandt maybe being a draw we've seen him around with the likes of Mike Tyson and, and other people they seem to be have put a bit of uh put a bit of uh, promotion into him but this is this was a great number for the UFC wasn't it
1: well uh, compared to some of the recent numbers it's good but if you look back historically it's not a good number at all for two mm-hmm. title points uh, and especially when you consider that the most the winningest or the, the most he's defended his belt the most times demetrius johnson
0: mm-hmm.
1: they still they still can't get people interested in him and now he's lost the belt okay they kind of understandable that it would they, that that once he's not champion or people the casual fans maybe wouldn't be interested in him but if you look back historically at num and numbers that shows did even a year or two ago, I don't think this is a great number. I don't think I don't know why people are ah, it is so high on it's
0: shows. a really grand number. You know pay-per-views have not been drawn anywhere near this you know the pay-per-views have been going down and down and all you know we spoke about it on on patreon the other day you know the lower number is becoming lower all the time and everyone thought this would be a lower number you know okay there's two title fights but these are not two titles two titles that have ever drawn really you know and for them to draw three hundred thousand, which is the you know that's the upper limit of the lower limits (laughs) if you know what i mean like and i think you know, I think that's. A, I think it's undoubtedly, I think it's undeniably a phenomenal number. Now, if you are going back and you are looking over the last five, ten years, hundred percent. But if you are looking over the last eighteen months, two years, I think it's it's a brilliant number yeah. and way better than anyone could have expected.
1: Yeah, well, it, they just they just need they need the big stars back, and obviously they have Habib and and Connor lined up here now, and hopefully that that goes ahead. But like, if you compare it, like if if that did anywhere near three hundred thousand people, would be it, it would be absolute disaster. Mm-hmm. It used to you back, back previously it used to be, there used to be this big that's uh, apples and between. oranges
0: though you can't, you can't compare McGregor to fucking Cody Garbrandt and TJ Dillashaw like.
1: I know but like I'm just talking about any of the stars like that are like okay John Jones does what like between 600 and 900,000 usually yeah. Ronda Rousey maybe 900,000 around there Brock Lesnar I don't think he's gonna I think he's gonna do a lot more than 300,000 but I don't think he's gonna do anywhere near a million 1.6 million what, what UFC 100 did or over a million mm-hmm. I think just the landscape of of how easy it is to get streams and stuff it affects that as well, and I, th- I think, yeah, I think the pay per view model is is suffering badly because of, because of that. But I think when a massive fight comes along, like a, a Connor Habib fight or a big John Jones Cormier fight, I think people just get the fight because they don't want any issues with the streams and stuff like that. Yeah. But I I, st- I still think, I still think like three hundred thousand. I don't know. It doesn't. It, it seems a bit. To celebrate that seems a bit. Like accepting that it's kind of over for pay-per-views, bar bar the bar the massive fights like, like the Habib and Conor fight, and I don't think the UFC uh, Endeavour planned for that when they when they bought the company. I think they were expecting to be able to do higher numbers than this. I don't think they'll be happy with three hundred thousand uh, pay-per-views. Mm,
0: yeah, I th- I think they'll be happy with what they got, but I I agree that they won't be happy with this. You know, the pay-per-view is a dying breed. Like apart from the you know the top top numbers, I think. You know, I think they're better off putting it on, you know, their their streaming service, their own one, or putting it on TV, you know. And I, I think they can get lots of money because t- live sport is the, the last bastion of, of TV. It's the only thing keeping TV alive. Like, what think about it. Like, what do you watch on TV? Sport. That Like, I literally watch nothing else. If, you know, if I want to watch Game of Thrones, I'll watch it on the internet. Or if I want to watch a film, I'll watch it on the internet. If I want to watch anything... I watch it, you know, it's on the internet, but sports, no, I watch it on television because it's live and I want to see it at the time it happens, so, you know, I think, if, imagine if UFC pay-per-views, those big cards if they put them on, you know, one of the big networks or something, to put them out there, maybe after this five years uh, goes goes by and maybe keep, you know, the, the tint balls of three or four a year maybe and keep them on pay-per-view and put everything else uh, on television, I think they could get huge, huge numbers for them, but maybe... You know, I think we talked about the demise of pay-per-view for a long time. uh, And I think the fact that the the top level is staying the top level is what's keeping them alive. So, and I I think that's not going anywhere for a while. So, you know, it's interesting... An interesting debate we'll probably have a few times over, over the next uh, over the next few years. All right, let's move on to to your questions. The best place to get them in is Patreon Patreon.com forward slash Severe MMA Podcast. You can also tweet at Severe MMA Pod over on Twitter. Yeah, I'll get to a lot of them here, but the ones I don't get to, I'll get to them on Patreon, do a Q&A it comes out uh, usually every Tuesday morning around 8 a.m. So you can tune in for that. We'll have the rewatch as well this week. Not sure what fight I'm going to do yet. And we have a couple of... Uh, We've a couple of new segments coming up actually as well, which I, I won't announce yet, but I have something in the in the pipeline that's gonna be coming up every every month or two which is which is gonna be fun. So sign up, patreon.com forward slash severe male podcast. The pint at the price of a pint a month. So sure, what would what would you be doing with it? you if you met me in Graham out, would you buy us a pint each? Sure that's double the amount of Patreon costs. So there you go. Uh Keen Keating, easy for me to say over on Patreon. Do you think James Gallagher getting a title shot if he wins Friday is too soon, or do you think he's ready? What do you think?
1: i think i think Caldwell. it depends on who the champion is after i think if caldwell's a champion i think i don't think there's any need to put him in there i don't think people know who caldwell is so i don't think it's this huge huge fight that uh, how difficult the fight is i don't think it's gonna it's gonna be as big as it should be mm-hmm. uh for how, how, how hard the soil matchup is but i can't really see where else he goes from 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 here like maybe one more yeah if he looks real good if he goes out there and destroys then I think I think it makes sense like they have they have this fight on later. It's probably not a coincidence that the that the champion at that weight is fighting later. So that probably is the plan as long as as long as James goes out and looks good. Yeah. Right. Um is it too soon? Time will tell, but like where does he where else does he go from here?
0: Mm-hmm. I think In it's. I I'm not sure about too soon thing. I think it's too soon after the injury. You know, I'd like to see him get another fight before the end of the year. Maybe get a title shot early next year if they're going that way. But I I still think it's. You know, Bellator haven't changed that much. I don't think. You know, I don't think Bellator are getting away from what they've been doing for years and years and years, which is building guys up until they're. You know they're ready, really ready to get that title shot, and I think they'll probably do that again. I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised. <laughs> now they might change. It might happen, but I I would be. Uh, surprised. Uh, next question here, Don Stigney DC, Daniel Cormier obviously seems to be quite vocally vocal lately about defending the light heavyweight belt given the Brock fight is early next year, at the earliest, do you think DC fights before then? I I don't. Um, do
1: hmm uh, if some, I, I, I think he might I think Endeavour will want him to because he's a two-way champion if you can't sell that on pay-per-view then like (laughs) then uh, like i don't know what you can sell on pay-per-view bar obviously we mentioned obviously mcgregor fights and things like that um yeah it's a a tough one like i think i think the brock lesnar fight is going to be big even if daniel Cormier was to lose to somebody Mm -hmm. and maybe the connection with brock lesnar coming up has already has or with the brock lesnar coming into the cage and maybe people are already like seeing daniel Cormier and are more interested in them now maybe he can do good pay-per-view numbers and he's, he's not young. He's been talking about retiring. So he probably want to, if he's going to fight a few more times, he'd want to do it soon. So I wouldn't, wouldn't rule it out. Look like at if, the, if they offered him the right fight and the right money, I could see him taking it. No problem. And he's shown in the past that he's willing to take fights. Like he could have, I think when he fought Anderson Silva, he could have just, he could have just stayed off the card and waited, but he chose to take the fight and okay. Anderson Silva was coming in on a few days notice and hadn't been training and all. And, maybe he's a nice style match of Daniel Cormier but he's still a very dangerous guy who can hit you with one strike and put you out
0: yeah I I can't see it happening to be honest I I just think I don't think he can make weight you know there there's a lot of people talking about the the New York camp coming up in uh, November what's that 12 weeks away or something like that can he get fucking 50-60 pounds off in that time I'm. I'm not sure he can. You know, I. I don't think that's. A, don't, like, why he would a broken hand as well, coming out of that last fight, which was what a, a month ago or something like that. It wasn't that that long ago? Yeah. You know, is is it is it even a possibility? I'm not too sure. Now maybe. You know, I, I, you made a good point there. Even if he did lose, would it make a difference to the Brock fight? Maybe it wouldn't, but maybe it would as well. You know, there's been a lot of talk as well about John Jones. You know, what's you know a lot of people talking about John Jones fighting, headlining this New York card, which you know he's Usada. Um, you know, sentence hasn't been given out yet what's he going to get you know if he gets a year he'll be all right he'll be able to come back in time Eight or 18 months it's going to be you know pretty pretty close to that but I don't think he'll be back in time uh, I just think you know this that's another thing that needs to get started but what's going to headline that that New York card is, is a big uh, question going forward which I suppose we will see uh, this person here says do you think uh, Woodley's bad habit of letting himself be put against the fence?" is uh, the path to victory for Till could definitely see uh, Till ending it early if Tyron Woodley does that. Ty- Woodley is a very very good um game planner. And if I don't think he'll be putting himself against defense as easily in this fight as he did against Wonderboy. Now he did it against Wonderboy because what's Wonderboy going to do? You know, is he going to come in and rush him where he can get countered or taken down? You know, Wonderboy is a guy who will stand back and wait for you. You know, Woodley was Woodley would literally keep going back as much as he, as he wanted to because he knew Wonderboy wasn't going to push him up against the fence wasn't going to try to take him down you know wasn't going to you know do a nick Diaz and maybe land a barrage of shots like that Wanderboy is a guy who picks his shots and Till is a lot different Till isn't the guy who picks his shots you know well he does pick his shots but he he hits with a lot more output he hits with a lot more power you know he will go at him so I don't think Woodley will be you know as willing to do that I think he maybe he'll do it at the start to, so he can counter and so he can you know maybe go for takedowns but I, I, you know, I don't see him doing that as much as he did in the uh, in the Wonderboy fight. Uh, is there any? Go on. What do you think?
1: I was going to say, yeah, I agree. I think I don't. Uh, I think it'd be, he's he's a good game planner, and another, like you mentioned, but another thing is, even if the crowd is on his back or everybody's shouting at him, he's yeah, he he's a guy care. Who will stick to the game plan no matter what. He doesn't give a shit. So yeah. that that's an, that's what's that's an important thing. If like you know, a lot of people can be taken out of their game by by crowd or maybe maybe a moment or they might get they might think a fight uh, like the wonder boy fights were desperately close like both of them uh one woodley and woodley woodley or the wonder boy woodley fights are both really close and uh but one one of the other guys both could have panicked and said oh i think i need this round and gone all out and maybe got clipped or or maybe they would have won maybe they would have lost but he just stuck to the game plan and trusted the game plan and trusted his team and it mm-hmm. worked out for him even though uh, i didn't think he won the first fight and i thought totally he lost the first fight he was given a draw but it worked out in the end. Like he, he trusted, he trusted the game plan, and it worked. And I think, I think his game plan will be on point again. We don't, we don't. Okay, maybe they could get it wrong. They could get it wrong, but historically, they've got it right. And He's mm-hmm. been able to stick to it, and he's been, and he's been champion. So he's been champion for a while now. So I think, I think he's he's not going to break that that winning method of, of sticking to the game plan, even if. Even if this is a really close fight, which it could be. Yeah. It could be a really close fight. And maybe maybe the output, as you mentioned, of until will will sway the judges like I think it may maybe did against Wonderboy. Mm-hmm. But um Wonderboy. Wonderboy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I don't see this being um being like the Wonderboy fights where it's where where Woodley's very standoff. So I think he'll He'll be more willing to exchange with Darren Hill than he was a Wonder Boy. Me too. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But I think
1: that that could that could end up being his downfall as well. Like, so I, I'm gonna have to watch more tape on this fight before I make a pick. But I don't know. I think I think Till has a good has a good chance in this fight.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's answer this question in one word. Is there any reasonable path to victory for Montano against v- uh, Valentina Shevchenko? Reasonable. Um, one word, Graham. Maybe. <laughs> what a fucking cop out no is the answer to that one uh is it just me from dalton uh, is it just me or is uh, canelo versus triple g rematch flying completely under the radar almost a <laughs> month out yeah it is I, I didn't even know that <laughs> until i read it just yeah. now so yeah i think it is but yeah i'm looking forward to seeing that boat. Who? triple g and who canelo alvarez
1: oh yeah oh yeah 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 Should i think go. i think people were kind of hyped for it when it was meant to happen the first time before the the incident you saw the incident or the drug incident but mm-hmm. uh
0: well, for the second time yeah I haven't before. seen any I
1: haven't seen any talk about it. I, like as you said I didn't even know it was on I forgot
0: about it yeah me too uh, MMA Taliban great great user, <laughs> great username there. will Latifi's taunting of DC on social media get him a title shot no, no. I, don't, I don't think so no uh, what's the main event for MSG Jones versus so- Gustafsson yeah we did we debated that a minute ago what, what? have you no, any ideas what it could be like, Jones is
1: getting a ban of some kind at the very least like come yeah. on man he must
0: yeah uh, you know the, the talks has been you know Nunes versus Cyborg but that might be for the later card over in, uh, in Las Vegas so I don't think that's going to be it you know DC was the other one you know what I really don't know what it is going to be I, I've, I've really no idea you know um, he also asked about Tony Ferguson just read on his Instagram that he's good to go uh, who do you think it makes sense to put him up against Kevin Lee maybe or was it Kevin Lee he fought he in fought, the. Oh, fought, he just oh, Kevin, Kevin Lee. Lee oh yeah who um, I'd like to see the Barboza rematch that's always a fight I want to see again
1: yeah I'd like to see that again Um if... Tony Ferguson, like, I don't think he's going to want to take a fight against like the winner of of Gaethje and and uh, Vic or anything like that. I think he's going to try and wait and get into that big money fight against either Habib, the winner of Habib and Connor. Maybe he so, uh, could fight. I, was, uh... I, w- I, w- I wouldn't be rushing in against anybody, uh, especially coming off an injury. I wouldn't be rushing in against anybody too high caliber.
0: Maybe he could fight Paria if Diaz doesn't show up. Yeah, I could,
1: that'd be. A, I'd probably, I'd probably go with Paria in that fight, but.
0: Mm, me too. Coming off a knee
1: injury, especially uh, if I was frozen, I wouldn't be taking that. I wouldn't be taking that for
0: me neither. Uh, Bigger Nicholson legend Jermaine uh, Randemy fights Pennington, who was the last title challenger she has a win over Holly Holm who is ranked number one uh, is there any chance she gets the next title shot after fiasco with Cyborg giving up the belt yeah I think she does you know if she gets a win here I think she could the thing about Jermaine Durandamy is can you trust her to be there you know she takes one fight and seems to go missing for two years and then comes back in you know she looked really good in that 145 uh, pound fight even though you know the delayed blows and everything like that and the, the questionable decision but I think she is you know she She's one of the best female fighters in the world if she could just stay fit and keep going. But yeah, I'd favour her in that fight and you know, I think there's some, some good fights uh, for her there. Um, who's the Daniel Cormier of the Premier League? Someone who is very good but not as good as the fans and pundits. For me, he says Eden Hazard. That's, that's actually not a bad shout, Ooh, is it?
1: Yeah, Eden Hazard Oof, of the Premier League. I think of world football it's Luka Modric. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people are like oh he's in the team of the tournament it's like so is Lovren mate like relax no do
0: you know who it is do you know who it is it's Luis Suarez because he is one of the best in the world but I don't think he's more skillful or you know if they put him head to head with Messi or Ronaldo but he's still really really good I think it's because of his hard work and tenacity and everything like that like Luis Suarez I think that's it I think it's yeah I
1: think what makes Suarez Suarez's as as outstanding trade is actually like his anticipation of what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like sometimes like the guy hasn't even made a mistake yet. He's already running for a, a ball that hasn't been played yet. Yeah. It, it, I think it's more uh his his like main attribute is like a, a, a mental thing or a anticipation thing. It's not actual like if you were putting it into into FIFA or ProEv be be hard to kind of get him right because if you look at his pace and acceleration, it's good but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Like he's very strong on the ball, very good at holding it up and stuff. But how do you really put that into a yeah into a game and so so he has kind of weird attributes that make him strange attributes that make him. A really top class player Suarez seems uh, he
0: seems like the luckiest player in the world when he's you know he's challenging for the balls and stuff but he just does it so often you can't be look it's skill like he just has a knack to kind of win in the ball in the box and like jinking past little lads even though he's not that fast or not that strong
1: he's just yeah. he's a great but player time, he looks like he's off balance but he's not he just, yeah. he just runs that kind of like he just runs kind of recklessly or something he just runs kind of like I don't know it doesn't look like most people run he kind of looks like he's He's a, he maybe be about to fall off balance or, or get knocked over, but he very rarely does. Mm-hmm. But in the Premier League, I don't know who the other call is. Let me think. Um, Raheem Sterling, maybe. No, um, he's not. Really, he gets. He's better than he gets. Ah, like, gets he's for, shit.
0: He's not. He's good, but he's she's shit as well. He
1: can <laughs> oh, He's just. He's right? so
0: annoying. He could just get. Oh, he's just really fast, and he you know he he'll miss about. Fucking eight of ten chances he gets, but he gets yeah. like three hundred. So yeah, know, but
1: he's you know. so good at getting chances. Like he it's yeah, just because he's he fast. It. And he's in nah, such well, a good there's team. A of, there's a lot of fast guys, like you know, like Ramadal was a sprinter or whatever, and he's like crap at football. Like, you know. Yeah, there we go.
0: True or false? It's way harder for a boxer to do well in MMA than it is for an MMA fighter to do well in boxing. TJ would beat Gervonta Davis in 30 seconds in MMA, but he he could survive a couple of rounds in boxing. Yeah, I think that's un- undoubtedly, undoubtedly correct yeah it's mma's way harder than, than boxing lucas taylor um just how big of a problem are peds in mma after icarus and other information i have gathered i'm pretty dubious from russian athletes to new zealand rugby players it seems to be rife it would be interesting to hear you guys thoughts on the topic are you sad as corrupt as the brands they protect god we've talked about you know you sad and drugs so much and i, I have to get ian kid on i'm gonna get him on the next two weeks anyway so there's that and we'll talk about it then but yeah look Drugs are rife in, in all sports. I think I don't think they're more rife in MMA than there are in any other sport. To be honest. Actually, I think there's less because there's a lot less money uh, in MMA than there is in other sports. But you know, th- you know, there's lots of debates and the things about you that have come out. You know, with this Josh Barnett thing that we've you know we've discussed in the podcast before that you said are not the most trustworthy people in the world. You know, I was fully behind a, a big drug testing coming in at the start, and I have kind of waned a little bit. Uh, you know, throughout the year I was very unsure, but now I'm kind of. I don't know, as you said, it good at all. I'm very unsure about it. And I'm I'm not sure it's the best thing in the world. You know, I, th- I think there is there's definitely a place for some drug testing, but the way they're doing it and the way they're catching people when maybe they have no business catching them or something like that, and the, the amount they're testing, them, the, the you know the the strife they're putting on people's lives, you know, having to do twenty four seven testing and stuff. I'm not sure that that's right for independent con- contractors and stuff. So I think there's a a long big debate in that, which I'll probably have with Ian Kid over the, over the next. Uh, couple Of weeks, Keen Grady, what current unranked UFC fighter do you consider to be a potential future champion? Who would you match him up against next? Jesus,
1: um, unranked, Jesus, like, I don't know what the rankings are. Let me let me think. Um, is Megamed
0: Sharapov ranked? He probably is, but he must be Tom Dukonov. Um, but he's yeah,
1: I don't see him being champion,
0: maybe not. Nathaniel Wood,
1: um, I don't see him being champion either. Mm. Um, is that, did you say Indy of C or? Yeah, Indy of C.
0: Yeah, Indy of C um alex hernandez maybe is that his name that no. it came in a couple of weeks he beat benil dariush I and mean, he's ranked now as well but i don't think he's that good either i don't know it's it's tough it's it's actually harder these as well because you know when you know you saw guys like Wonderboy coming up or stuff like that it was it was easier like a guy could have fought two weeks ago and been great and we kind of forgot him but because there's so many fights and there's just so much stuff going on and we won't even remember him you know till till the next fight comes around uh david timor is he is he ranked
1: no yeah, there I, you go. I can't see him being champion either,
0: though. I, I think he could be. I think he's really good. Maybe if he drops down to 145, but maybe not either. I don't know.
1: Muay Thai is just. I think the Muay Thai style is just. It's it's people know how to beat him now at the top level.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Keen Keating, last one here from Patreon, and we we'll get to one or two on Twitter before we go on and answer the rest from Patreon. What happens first? Liverpool winning the Premier League or Ireland getting UFC champion outside of Connor? I'd say oh, Liverpool, Liverpool winning the Premier yeah. League. Do you think they're going to win it
1: this year? No. Do you not think so? No.
0: Why not? But they're they're dead on favorites now. Like they've, you know, spent so much Man money. Man City are the savings, they? Are they really? But Man City you know Bant Mares which is kind of a sub for them. You know, it's going to be very hard for them to keep going another year doing what they did last year. I think they'll, they'll probably be concentrating a little bit more on on mm. Europe this year. You know, Liverpool. It's actually
1: is, real. It's real weird the way everybody talking about Liverpool spending all this money and how much they spent on a goalkeeper. And Chelsea actually spent more money and more on a goalkeeper, and nobody's talking about them at all. It's really weird. I don't know what what that's about. I
0: think it's because Liverpool, you know, Chelsea are Chelsea. We know what Chelsea are. Abramovich you not know, putting up all the money, but Liverpool put them themselves up as this bastion of footballing brilliance, and you know, bringing players through. Jurgen Klopp has literally even said it: I wouldn't spend money like that. And when Man United bought Paul Pogba, you know, then he goes out and spends as much on a goalkeeper? So I think, you know, if if you're well, going to spend
1: as much as Paul Pogba on a goalkeeper, close yeah, I know, fifteen I know you million. Mean, off you know. if you look at like, Klopp sold a player for one hundred and fifty million and like, oh, net spin. Now
0: you're you're in net spin regret now, is
1: it? All oh, fair play. Yeah, well, like obviously, it's that's what matters. Like, why don't you
0: put in the price of the stand in as well? And you know, what about Man United's net spend when they, you know, they have forty-eight more um, uh, corporate sponsorships than Liverpool have? Should that be, you know, that should be on in the net spend as well, shouldn't it? Liverpool have, you know, not half as big a worldwide stadium. Spend
1: Uh, net. Net. Do you know what net means? We're talking about transfers here. We're not talking about everything in the club. Why not? If if, if,
0: like, why? Oh, you're
1: changing the subject completely i'm yeah. not no i'm not
0: i'm yeah. talking about money you're talking about net spin
1: we're, transfer- we're talking about transfers here yeah
0: no? sure, yeah but sure money in for transfers what what difference does it make money in for someone buying a cup of tea isn't all the same <laughs> it's all gone into the the same the same pocket yeah. i thought, you didn't, pocket.
1: I thought, I thought I don't. you didn't care about money i thought i don't i don't but you up, do uh, you you're the one who brought up net spin Something, i, I just, no. You you said are oh, you talking about net spin said, yeah you I, are I, talking I, I about net spin up, no, I brought up Coutinho being sold Sorry. for 180, 80, 60 million and then you brought up NetSpend.
0: Yeah, why did you bring him up? Because I was going to talk about how he... Uh, they spent the money they got going for to bring him. Yeah, NetSpend, he's,
1: go. he's obviously going to spend the money that he... He sold a world-class player for 160 million hundred sixty are not just going to sit on that money. And if he did it, if, if the owners did, it it'll be a disaster. And, the whole fans would turn on them and all that stuff, and they
0: spent all that money goalkeeper. on they spent all that money on a goalkeeper and a defender. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you got two world class players for, or potentially world class players for the for one. Alisson Allison, a
0: sub so behind Chesney twelve months ago. Hmm. Let's see how good he is. Let's see. But anyway well,
1: well little... yeah we'll see how good he is like time will tell but well, he's uh, i'm definitely he's definitely a massive improvement on miniland and Karius, and i've been talking about this for years about how Klopp just like this is like the one drawback i always talk about proper goalkeeper now you you interpreted that not a fact from from a tweet about me talking about him not being up for the job of replacing the goalkeeper yeah, after yeah. four years and
0: said he should be sacked anyway You're, yeah You, you talk, Look, I, just, I didn't
1: say you, you tried to follow a tweet that <laughs> You tried to indicate that I said that, but then I went back to the like, tweet, which showed yeah. that I was talking about Minile making and another mistake that. in a you match did,
0: you at the time. Did that. You did say that. But, like, sure, no. I think the main point is, anyway, like, if Liverpool don't win the league this year, they're a complete laughing stock after spending all the money, you know, that they spent on Anqueta and Fabinho and Shakiri and uh, Van Dijk and we Alisson. One, we spent that
1: money on Keita last year, last year.
0: Yeah, but he's only after coming this year, you know, if they. Yeah. If they, you know, if they don't win the league, at this stage, you're complete and another laughing. sock.
1: This, this just sounds like scared talk to me. Hedging your hedging your bets already in the se- <laughs> one game into the season. Were you afraid by what you saw today against West Ham? Uh, uh, in, in fairness, now Liverpool well, didn't even get a, didn't even get out of first gear and they won four 0 Okay,
0: Liverpool were good, but how fucking shit were West Ham? No joke. Like, did you see what they were? They were like. Def- your men, on whoever's on commentary was saying it, like defending the eighteen yard box. All oh, that was it. The second goal, not the manny one, was it? I've I've actually never seen the defending like Liverpool would trash many or whatever, but like the defending, I've never seen. I think fucking terrible as that. It was absolutely atrocious. Yeah. I think it's West weird Levin, the way
1: that so many goals scored during the stroke of time I think like players like are thinking like, oh, we've made it. There's only like thirty seconds to go. Uh, we're getting to halftime and all this stuff and then all of a sudden it's like oh shit they just have to score in there which mm-hmm. is a massive like there's a massive influx of goals right before half time.
0: yeah and there you go everyone that, that's a preview for our upcoming um football podcast it's going to be on patreon once a month so there you go i just told graham just found out about that we're going to be doing that there but <laughs> let's answer one or two more questions we better get back to mma before we go uh andy at andy st123 any news on carl moore I, I saw he put up something on Instagram the other day saying he was kind of coming back to health and that he's looking for a fight pretty soon. So, you know, hopefully we'll be back around the, the turn of the year, maybe. He's been, as he still training in SPG and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I saw him put up an Instagram post or two about it. I'm not sure if he changed full time or if he's just down there part time. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I saw also, yeah, I think I saw the tweet you were talking about. And he's saying that he's kind of rededicated himself and stuff. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I think he's, a, he's the kind of guy who disappears out of the gym when he doesn't have a fight. And maybe if he if he stops doing that and puts more more time and and working outside of camps and improving himself, that that would be the best thing for him to do, and maybe not to rush back.
0: One hundred percent. Okay, last two questions here. Mister Podge, friend of the podcast, legend. Um, has Randy Couture's legacy been swept completely under the carpet by Dana and the UFC just because they don't like yeah. him? Yeah, it definitely has. Like Randy Couture. Okay, he's, yeah. you know his record and stuff isn't the best in the world, but he was a really good fighter. You know, fought, beat Chuck Liddell, had some huge fights against Chuck and Tito, fought Brock Lesnar. You know, with two first two, was it first? Yeah, he was the first two time two way champion, wasn't he? And, Uh, an absolute legend of the sport you know one of the guys come over from from
1: wrestling he tried to leave as champion and brought him to court and lost and Dana Dana doesn't forget those things
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm, 100% Uh, and last question here from Terrence Davidson even at tax Davidson Uh, if you were a fighter what would your walkout song be? mine would be um, Brewing Up a Storm by The Stunning ooh
1: that's a good one or else or else Um, it would be uh,
0: if I was fighting in in Ireland it would be Maniac 2000 by Mark McCabe
1: ooh yeah yeah that's a good one um you kind of have to go something kind of well you wouldn't have to but it'd be good to go with something with some kind of irish tie mm-hmm. to it i thought
0: you got go morrissey irish blood english heart or something like that you fucking pale bastard <laughs> spit on the
1: name oliver cromwell yeah. as he says in the song <laughs> no, <I'll> never, <laughs> never like that i'll go into that in, in england now uh i don't know yeah maniac 2000 would be absolutely fucking brilliant it'd be uh, mm-hmm. hilarious just every losing their shit. Like. Mm-hmm. See, uh,
0: there's that set, the um, pro wrestler, Sesh Martin Martinez, is our her, her, uh, gimmick. She walks out to, uh, she walks out to Maniac does it's really good. And that English, or uh, English, Scottish wrestler, great as well. He walks out to, when you call my name, it's like a little prayer. <laughs> it's really funny, if anyone hasn't seen it? it. Yeah. If anyone hasn't seen it, look that up in, uh, on on uh, YouTube. It's hilarious. Great old walkout. You'll find it there. Well, have you have you got one? I, I've killed a lot of time for you there to think it's one. Do you have one? Yeah, no, I, I, I can't
1: think of anything. Let's go with
0: Maniac. Like you. See maniac you. Clothing. All right, no bother. All right, thanks everyone for listening. We've shied through 70 minutes of a podcast there when there was really nothing to talk yeah. about. But uh, I think we'd a shake in the middle there, but the start and the end weren't too bad anyway, so that's the main thing. We'll be back in two weeks if you're missing us enough. Uh, And you want to hear more of us, sign up. Patreon.com forward slash Severe Mail podcast. Check out Severe May all the time. There's t-shirts and stuff you can buy there as well. I think it's Severe Mail.com forward slash merchandise.
1: So you can find that there. Graham, anything else to mention before we go? Uh, No, I think that's about it. Uh, Yeah, sign up on Patreon if you you like what we're doing and you want to support us. It's only uh, between $5 and $20. If you get on $20, we'll send you a a notorious film DVD or a a poster that was used at at the premiere. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only a couple left so get in there quickly if you if you want that and uh, cheers to everybody who's already signed up and supported us
0: and if you do the $20 thing as well you get a 15 minute podcast especially made of whatever topic you want we'll make it for you once a month and even if you just want to do it once and then go down to Fiverr you can do that as well so you can sign up for 20 quid then after you ha- your first month you can change go down to 10 or you can go down to Fiverr or whatever uh, you want to do after that so there you go Severe Man Podcast on Patreon uh, thanks everyone for listening also give us a subscribe on, on uh, iTunes or on podcast. Uh, Podcast Republic or wherever you're listening, give us a rating and a review and all that stuff as well. We'd, we'd very much uh, appreciate it. Uh, and until then, here is the inspirational quote of the week We are all lying in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. We'll see you next Tuesday. Oh, no, we actually won't because we're not back for two weeks. We'll see you next Tuesday week. Good luck.